Welcome to the Mum Style Business Podcast. I'm your host, Annalise Warren, a marketing agency founder and CEO, business strategist, digital marketing mentor, wife, and mama of three little ones. I'll help you combine ambition and motherhood and build your business to get the profit and freedom you started it to achieve. Stay tuned for conversations with successful women in business, as well as practical marketing strategies and tips that you can action right away. So let's get into it. All right, all right. Hello, welcome back. Annalise here. Now, what I wanted to chat about today is testing and optimizing. So what I'm talking about is in marketing, everything we're doing basically is going to be a test because even myself, who has been working in marketing for years and we own a marketing agency for tradies. So even in that business, when we're dealing with one industry and very similar products, we still have to test because every single client, every single business, every single product or service is different and they're serving clients in a bit of a different way. So we need to be testing things and then changing things based on the results to optimize and get better results. And this is why you hire an agency normally because probably typically you can figure out how to start a Google ads campaign or you can run a smart campaign, which Google does most of it for you. Or with Facebook ads, you can watch, you can have a look at the blueprint content, which is the basically the free Facebook ads course and you can figure it out. But the hard part comes with looking at the results and knowing what they mean so that you can then tweak what you were doing to get a better result. So a better cost per lead or a better cost per sale or a better return on ad spend. Now, no one in any industry should be able, should be guaranteeing you results because like I've said that even though I've been running ads for about three years, it still doesn't tell me what ads will work and what won't. And even Today, I am still surprised by the images that people choose and that they click on versus the ones that they that they don't. Often I, I know, but still sometimes I, I pick the wrong one. I think that the wrong one is going to work and that's fine because we test three and one of them, one of them works. And so what I'm saying basically is that you need a system. You need a system to test and optimize. You don't need a marketing agency um, unless you're spending really big, big dollars. Then yes, invest in in people who know what they're doing. Definitely, 100% do that. But when you're getting started, it's likely not going to be viable. So, with Facebook ads, which is going to be what I'm primarily going to talk about today, this is going to be a process. And it can be between a three and a seven step process, depending on how complex you want to go and how in-depth and how much money you want to spend and how much time you have and all of that. Because when you are testing, you can test things like who you're going to show your ads to. So you can test your audience. You can also, within your audience, you can test the size of the audience. You can test 
whether you're doing it a broad audience in that you're just choosing a demographic and agenda or you are choosing interest-based audiences based on things that they like or you could base it on your own audience people that already engage with your page so you see what I mean here there's lots of variability just in this one section of audiences you can also like I've sort of mentioned already test things like images now your audience are going to respond to certain images more than they respond to others the same as headlines they're going to respond in different ways to different headlines and different offers so your offer could be here's this thing for free your offer could be um, you know buy one get 50% off or it could just be your your package could be could be your offer you can also test things within your text within the copy the long the longer part of your ad which is the main wording now you can test short text you can text test long you can test things that um, emojis you can test call to action so you can see that the process of testing all of these things is going to be pretty pretty broad so let's start right back at the start so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to go through the different ways that you can test and I'm going to walk you through a three-step process of testing and then I'm going to tell you about the data and the data that you should be looking at every step of the way so that you can be making decisions based on the data and that way you're not you're not changing your marketing strategy based on feeling you're not changing your marketing strategy based on what you like you're basing it off what your audience are telling you that they like okay so the first thing that we're going to test is audiences and within this we're going to test images at the same time now the images that we are going to test and I've spoken about this before we are going to test three different types of images you're going to choose a bright image now this can be entirely not related to your product or your service or you or it could be it doesn't matter it could be a woman in a bright dress it could be a bright balloon it could be a big yellow smiley smiley face it could be a bright house it could be a mural it could be anything really bright and eye-catching the whole purpose of the image in the ad is not to actually convey any information necessarily it can but that's not the whole purpose the primary purpose is to stop the scroll you just want to stop them long enough to get them to read the headline because that's where the magic is and I've spoken about this before it needs to be really juicy which we're going to get into in a little bit but the image just needs to stop the thumb or stop the scroll that's all just get them there long enough to read the headline so you need a bright one you are going to need an industry-based one so this is related to you and the area that you work in so it could be you working with a client it could be um, it could it could be anything not knowing your industry it could be you know someone getting a facial if that's what you do it could be um, you doing paperwork for if you're an accountant it could be something computer based it could be a graph it could be anything industry based so that people who know that they're looking for your sort of 
thing. So say you're, um, say you are a, a consultant, people who have that in on their mind at the moment, if they see people interacting in a client-like setting, then they're going to perk up because that's kind of on their mind at the moment. Now, the third type of image you are going to use is something personal, something that or at least looks personal that you would put typically on your own personal feed. So this can just be you selfie down at the beach or you and your family or you and your friend getting drinks or whatever. It has to not look like an ad. It just has to look like it belongs on a personal feed so that the people that see it on their feed go, ah, who's this? Who's this in my in my newsfeed? I don't, I don't recognize that person. And they don't think, oh, it's an ad. But again, it's stopping them long enough to read the headline. All right. So they're the three images that you're going to use for each audience. The audiences that we're going to test is going to be if you have a database of customers or a database of people on your email list, you're going to create a lookalike list. So you're going to upload it all into the back end of Facebook. Um, there are plenty of videos on how to do this. So in Business Manager, you go to the audiences section and you can upload your list of email addresses and create from that a lookalike audience. So Facebook does their thing. They look at all the email addresses that you've got. They match them to any profiles on Facebook that they that they have. And you don't get any of that information, but Facebook then look at all of the demographics of those people, the interests and all of that, and spit out to you another audience with similar characteristics. So for me within the agency, for example, we work with tradies. So if I put all of the email addresses of our tradie database into Facebook, then it's going to get some similarities, uh, most likely, the, probably for us, the, the gender, the age, and some of the interests are going to be similar, the kind of the pages that they like and the events that they go to and that kind of thing. And yes, we're speaking very generically here and stereotypically. We're not, you know, we're not thinking about outliers. We're thinking just in general. Now, from that, it would then collect a bunch of people that have very similar characteristics to the list that I already gave them. Because we can assume that for for us and for you that the people that already engage with your brand other people with similar characteristics are likely to like your brand as well so that's why we create a lookalike audience you don't get any email addresses you don't get their facebook profiles or their names or anything facebook just does its thing and runs it ads to people who look like the audience that you gave them now for to do this at all you need at least 100 email addresses but to do it optimally, you need at least a thousand. So think about that before you before you do this, and it might be something you can build up to. Now, when we are looking at an audience in terms of interest-based, we are going to look for a number between 500,000 and a million. Ideally, that's how many people you want to be showing your ad to. Now, it can be as low as 120,000, and it can be as high as kind of 3.5 million, but 
in general, let's stick to that kind of 500,000 mark because it's targeted enough that you're going to get quality people that are actually the kinds of people that you want to be showing your ads to. But it's not so small that Facebook don't have much to work with. So think about that 500,000 mark. Now, when you are creating your audiences, you're going to create a saved audience. And this is because you are going to save the different interests and demographics that you would like to engage with. So, for example, for, for us, for our, for our agency, then we are going to be mostly targeting tradies and they tend to be with, they tend to be male and they tend to be within a certain age range. So we would put that data in. And then from there, we would think about the types of interests that they have, the types of associations that they might be involved with, for example, the Master Builders Association. Think about different brands that they use, that they like, different software that they like, that they have to use within their business that's trade specific, maybe different events that they're going to or different conferences. Um, and this is where you get to be really have lots of fun and be really creative and think about your ideal audience, your target customer. And if you can get really specific on these things, then you are going to be getting some really good data. So you will just put this into, you will just put this into Facebook that they need to like these things and, and be associated with these kind of brands and like these events and software and that kind of thing. So the great thing about Facebook is that you can break this down so much that you can even say that they need to be the admin of a business page or some other requirement that you have. So they have to like all of these things or be engaged with one of these things. And Facebook know this data by based on the events that you click that you go that you are going to or that you're interested in the pages that you like, the groups that you're in and the things that you click on and you read. So yes, it's kind of scary to think about that Facebook are collecting all of this crazy data around us, but they are. And then they use it to show us ads that we are going to be interested in. So that's how you see things that maybe you've been thinking about or reading about or something like that that then start to pop up. You've probably all noticed that, you know, you'll do some research for some speakers or something and then those speakers or similar speakers will be haunting you for the next you know, four weeks or something like that. So you can get that specific. Now, sometimes we will target a broad audience. So just, you know, male in Australia from this age to this age and let Facebook try and do its own thing. And we will test that against a lookalike audience and we will test that against a really specific audience where we have chosen their interests and their associations and the brands and the software and all of that that we think or that we know that our potential clients will be using and engaging with. Now, it's not a perfect system, but it does work. It does work. So think about what this, this could be for you and start to craft your audiences that you are going to test. Now, practically what this looks like within a Facebook campaign is that you will have a campaign, one campaign, and you will have multiple ad sets and an audience for each ad set. So if you're not sure what I'm talking about here, then 
that's fine. When you get up to it in Facebook, you will you will see. There's also the blueprint. Um, Facebook offer a blueprint, which is like a, a free kind of course rundown of Facebook ads. And I'm running a free workshop, a free five-day DIY ads that convert workshop, the one that we ran a couple of months ago. We're running it again. And it's actually on the 8th of June. I think I told you guys the 7th of June last week because that's what I'd written on my calendar. But it's not. My Sunday, Monday's got mixed up and it's the 8th of June. So we're running that. So we this is where we're going to dig in really, really deep into Facebook ads and unpack it. So if you're not sure what I'm talking about in terms of campaigns and ad sets and all of that and it's above your head, that's just because this is a podcast and I'm talking kind of, you know, at you and it's not a teaching session in that I can actually get practical with you and take you through the step-by-step like we will over five days. So if you're interested in learning this, don't be overwhelmed by the lingo. It's super simple. We can break it down super, super easily. And so register for that. Um, I will put the link in the show notes and it's AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash forward slash workshop. All right. So after we've got our audiences, And we have tested one of those and we have chosen the one that got the best results. Then we are going to play around with the headlines. So once you've chosen the theme, say pretend that this, the best one was the lookalike audience that Facebook chose for us. Then we're just going to run ads to that audience from now on. And we're going to play around with the headline. So whatever headline that we started with in our ad We're going to try different versions of this. We're going to play around with it. Now, this should be the really juicy thing. This should be the thing that your audience want. This is the really, this is going to perk up the attention of anyone in the market for your thing. So make sure that you think about this in terms of that and try and make it action based. So it's not, um, It's not just flat. There's some form of action in it or some sort of ask or some sort of, you know, download this here or do you want to do this or something action-based that is really, really relevant, really, really appealing to your target audience and it relates directly to your offer or the thing that you are providing. You're going to test different ads with different headlines and see which headline gets the best results. Once you've chosen a headline and you know what one works the best, then you can have a play around with the text. And like I mentioned a little bit earlier, you can play around with seeing if long text, as in paragraphs, works better or just having one short snippet works better. And you can play around with the call to action at the end. So download this here or click on the link or whatever it happens to be. So step number one is we're testing audiences and we're going to test the images and we're always going to test different images with every single round. Step number two, we're testing the headlines and the offer. Step number three, we're testing the text and going to try different types of text with long or maybe short, maybe emojis. Now, I keep saying we're going to choose the winning one and how do you know that it's the winning one, right? Well, it depends on what your objective for the campaign was. So if you're trying to get traffic to your website, then it's going to probably be the click-through rate. You wanna know how many people actually clicked on the link. 
you're, it may be that you are trying to get people to download a free PDF or a free audio or a free video or some other free resource. In that case, you're going to be looking at how much it costs you for them to download that thing. So it might be anywhere between kind of $3 and $7, say. Now, if you are taking people through a sales process and they're actually buying something from you, then you want to know how much it costs you for them to buy that thing. So the results are going to be different. The winning audience or headline or text is going to be, um, it's going to be determined by, by the actual result. And that result will differ depending on what your objective was and why you're running the campaign in the first place. But when we're looking at the data, there's a few things that we're going to look at. And of course, we can get a lot more complex than this, but I'm just going to run through a few things so that you've got some things to look at if you're already running ads. And then we're going to dig into this a lot more in the workshop. So if you want to learn more, come to our five-day workshop. It's DIY ads that convert. I'm teaching you everything I know about Facebook ads. In five days, you will, you will actually craft your campaign that you are going to run and you will be ready at the end of it to press go on a live Facebook ads campaign if you want to. That's on the 8th of June. It's entirely free and it's going to be inside our social marketing method Facebook group and you can sign up at AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash workshop. All right, so the data that we are going to look at is the CTR, click through rate, and we're going to look at the link click-through rate, not just the normal click-through rate, which includes them clicking on, you know, the see more button. Now, what we want this to be for a cold audience, people who haven't engaged with your brand before, we are going, we want this to be above 1%. Now, it doesn't sound a lot. And when you really dig into the data of marketing, it gets a little bit depressing because yes, you're dealing with 1% and then you're dealing with only 20% of the 1% and it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. But that's okay. If you're doing it right, then hopefully for that 1%, it doesn't cost you very much. And then you're moving on from there. So CTR needs to be above 1%. If it's not above 1%, it's not doing its job. You need to cull it. And we're going to move on. So any images that aren't getting above 1%, then you can cull. Now, we're not going to cull anything until it has 1,500 impressions. So you need at least... 1,500 impressions to make a call. And if you're doing proper testing, then you might even wait for 10,000. But it's going to, if you're, if you're talking about audiences, we're talking about 10,000. So it gets a lot and it depends what your advertising, your, your testing budget is. But you're not going to cull anything until at least 1,500 impressions because you're not going it, to, it's going to turn, it can turn around really easily. Things that we're doing really well can start to tank and things that we're tanking can totally turn around. So look at click-through rate, but don't change anything unless there's 1,500 impressions. The next thing we're going to look at is our CPM. And now this is our cost per 1,000 impressions. So this number is going to differ depending on your objective. So if you just want to drive people to your website or if you want just people to see your ad or if you want to get a sale. Now, the CPM is just going to tell you how much it's costing you to show it to people. And there's 
there's no right number and it can be really broad. This can be from like $2 to $100. If you are just wanting a traffic campaign, then it's probably going to be down the lower end and that's really good about, you know, less than $10 is going to be good. If you are running a conversion campaign, as in you want to make a sale or you want someone to download something, then anywhere in that kind of 20-ish range is going to be good. So think about what you're trying to achieve and then have a look at the CPM to make sure it's not off the charts. If it is too expensive, then maybe your audience is too specific. If you are putting things like related to work or related to their job role, um, then that's going to make your CPM expensive. So notice when I said that we were talking about interest-based audiences, that I was putting in their associations and the brands that they like. I wasn't just putting in that they're a builder because that's going to make my CPM, my cost per 1,000 impressions, really expensive. So the way that we get around it is by being a bit more broad and creative and thinking about the types of places and things that builders are going to engage with. Now from there, what we're looking at is CPC. This is cost per click. Now, you want to know how much it is costing you to for people to click and get to that page that they are going to. Now, these are all the numbers that we're going to try and get either down or up. Depend, and we're going to just be analyzing all of these things to see what it's actually costing us each step of the way. But the real number that actually matters is just the conversion rate, like the result of, or the sale or whatever it is. So yes, dig into these numbers and know what they are so that you can make them better. But the, the real number that matters is how much did it cost me for someone to download that? How much did it cost me to get someone on my website? Or how much did it cost me for that sale? Nothing else really matters. With our clients, we know that we're not doing our job unless they're getting a certain amount of leads and leads at a certain cost because we could be we could be just getting them an amazing cost per click and an amazing click-through rate and they're getting no calls and it doesn't matter because all that really matters at the end of the day is the bottom line and that is what marketing's about is getting results so you look at the other things and you try and make them better to make the end result better as well at the end so if your click-through rate isn't great, then that's something to do with your ad, right? Because either the image isn't connecting people there or the headline isn't juicy enough or they're not relating to the text or so they're not clicking on the ad, the ad's not doing its job. So that's what, what that's going to tell us that what we can, what we need to change. So we can change things like the headline straight away should get us a better click-through rate. CPM... So we could have the best click-through rate in the world, but if our CPM's too high, then it means that our cost per click is going to be too high. So if our CPM is too high, then we probably need to think about our audience and we probably need to think about where we're showing our ad and when we're showing it. So that's what that's going to tell us. And the cost per click is going to give us an indication of if we're happy to spend that or not. Because if we spend... A dollar to send people to our website and it takes we have to send a hundred people to our website to get five calls well are we happy to spend a hundred dollars to get five calls 
or are we not? And so then based on that, what do we need to make that cost per click to make it viable for us? And if we're getting that many people to our website and we're only getting five calls, then maybe the ad's totally fine, but maybe the website needs changing. So these are all the things that you need to think about and that we're going to dig into um, in, in the workshop more in depth. So if you would like to come along to that, it's on the 8th of June. It's called DIY Ads That Convert. And it's inside the Social Marketing Method Facebook group. So if you can't find the registration link due to spelling or some other issue, which is AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash workshop, then hop on over to Facebook, search the Social Marketing Method and you will be in the right place there. You can just tag one of us and register in there. Like I've mentioned, we're testing so that we can then change things and we can optimize along the way. So first step, what we were testing is audiences. We were getting the winning audience based on the result, the cost per result, but we're looking at the click-through rate and we're looking at the CPM, which is the cost per impressions. And we're making sure that the click-through rate is above 1% and that everything else is in line with what we're willing to pay. Now, from there, we're moving on to headlines. Again, click-through rate's gonna be probably the best and easiest measure of what's working and what's not. With the cold audience, anything above 1% is working, but the best click-through rate is obviously the best ad or the best headline or the best audience. From there, once we've tested headlines and we've chosen the one we want to choose, we're going to choose, we're going to play around with the text and we're going to test long text and short text and text with emojis and text with no emojis. And we're going to have a bit of a play there. Again, looking at click-through rate, looking at that cost per click what's it costing you to actually get people to engage with your ad all right so i hope that this has been really helpful and i hope that this has kind of shown you that you can analyze each of the elements to determine what to do with the ads and which one to play around with so again if you want to learn more i'm running the diy ads that convert workshop again starting on the 8th of june inside the Social Marketing Method Facebook group. It is five days of live teaching and it is 100% free. And I promise you will get more out of this workshop than the last course that you paid for. You're gonna learn the A to Z of running social media ads from targeting to testing to knowing what's working and what's not and what to change. Now, what I'm talking about here is agency level details like I spoke about today, but we're going to go through it in a much more systematic, easier to understand um, format that you can actually look at screenshots and you can look at me and you're going to learn the real deal and you will leave the workshop having designed your next ad campaign and being ready to go to start running ads right away. So if that sounds good and you would like to join us, then just join the private Facebook group where all the fun is happening or go to AnnaliseWan.com forward slash workshop and it will take you to the page to register. I can't wait to see you there. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Mum Style Business Podcast. One more thing before you go. I would love to be able to practically support you with free live marketing coaching every single week. So head on over and join the Social Marketing Method Facebook group. Connect with other successful women in business, combining ambition and motherhood and making a real impact in their families and in the world. 
to join, go to AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash group or search for The Social Marketing Method on Facebook. Can't wait to see you there.